Hello, everyone, and welcome to Channel Chat. I'm your host, Pam Fretwell, and today we're excited to introduce a new podcast series just for farmers. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about navigating soybean trade tariffs. We're going to look into and understand more the increased tariffs on U.S. soybeans and also the impact that it's having on soybean farmers. With us today is Mr. Matt Bennett, of course, one of the industry's most respected grain marketing consultants, a channel grower himself, and is a fifth-generation farmer with over 3,000 acres of corn and soybeans. Matt really understands firsthand the challenges and the risks that are involved in being a farmer in today's market. He's traveled across the country giving grain marketing advice to farmers, and at Channel, they're very proud to call him a part of the team and thankful for all that he does to help farmers become more profitable. Matt, welcome to the show today. And first of all, just for our listeners, can you kind of give me a little bit of your personal experience with grain marketing? Yeah, I can. We started in the grain business, actually. My family did a couple years before I was born. So in the early 70s, you know, we were in the grain business uh, throughout my childhood. I grew up looking at a DTN screen, uh, you know, grew up uh, listening to my parents talk about the trucking industry, hedging, basis, things that were somewhat boring to me as a kid, but uh, uh, it gave me a really good background and a good foundation. Uh, and I realized when I got into uh, high school and then especially college that I had some knowledge of the markets that I really didn't know that I had. I was always an inter- interested in uh, farming, probably more so uh, than anything, but I realized that I had a little bit of a knack for marketing and uh, really enjoyed it. And so it, it kind of helped establish uh, uh, kind of the direction that I'm going in now, uh, actually running a farm and uh, working with producers on, on their marketing programs. It sounds like you're really passionate about what you do. That's evident from uh, your childhood and now becoming a grain marketing expert. So I'm sure you're a great, valuable resource to farmers, but how long have you partnered with Channel, and why is that a brand that you've really chosen to uh, partner with? Basically, I started as a, a seed dealer uh, early in my career uh, farming with uh, Crows in the Midwest, and then I became a Channel seedsman as Channel was... Uh, was formed, and uh, from that point forward, basically, I have I've, uh, been 100% channel customer, sold seed uh, for quite some time, but uh, decided to turn over that part of my business to the person that I'm currently buying my seed off of uh, due to my career growing, uh, you know, in the marketing spectrum. Now, I would assume that in, in 2012, the markets were certainly different. We were talking about $8 corn there, and, and was that an easier time for you than it is today? Actually, you know, what we found uh, back in 2012 is people probably had as much or more anxiety about selling $8 corn as what they have at $3 corn. Now, it was certainly a better time, a better era in agriculture. We we're making a lot more money, but we still have producers feel handcuffed, you know, with the higher prices because they're just simply afraid of what's going to happen if they sell at that point in time. And so we always try to impress upon producers. I guess my mantra, if you will, has been, uh, you figure out what your break-even prices are. You look at your profitability per acre and not get too hung up on, uh, you know, always uh, maybe expecting more of a rally than what uh, we've already seen. Today's world uh, where we're talking about $3 corn and a lot of external things going on besides the weather or any other market things that usually happen, we're talking about trade tariffs uh, for the U.S. exports on soybeans. So can you just kind of give me an overview of where we are when it comes to these uh, trade tariffs for the U.S.? So essentially, our president has uh, put together a, a program to try to balance 
trade. Uh, we do have a trade imbalance with China. Typically, we buy a little over $500 billion worth of goods off of them, whereas they buy maybe a quarter uh, in that neighborhood, depending on a particular year, uh, yet they have about four times as many people. And so we know there's a lot of major differences between the two countries. But essentially, we have uh, put some tariffs on some of their products in order to try to impress upon them that we want to balance uh, this uh, trade issue and unfortunately, soybeans have been one of the the bigger targets that uh, that we've seen uh, the Chinese go after because that's been one of the major things they've purchased. If you look at part of the reason that we've had really good prices here in the last couple uh, three years, especially, has been uh, because the purchases from China have been so overwhelmingly large. Uh, people uh, may not know it, but the Chinese have around 57% of the world's pigs that they own right there in China, and so obviously. Uh, uh, pigs, you know, they consume a, a lot of soybean meal, and so the Chinese have had an insatiable demand uh, for soybeans. So as far as the tariffs are concerned, uh, the Chinese bought quite a few soybeans before we ever uh, went ahead and went follow through the tariffs. Uh, but since that's happened, they have not been buying soybeans like they have, and most of those soybean purchases have actually gone to the Brazilians, which has definitely created a very interesting dilemma, uh, you know, here for U.S. producers. And, of course, it causes a huge challenge for farmers, but what kind of uh, monetary impact could we say that this might have? Right. And so, you know, looking here at the 2018 uh, marketing year, the high for November soybeans that we had earlier in the year was right at 1060. Uh, currently, as we talk here uh, on, the, on the first day of August, uh, you know, we're looking at November bean prices around 903, but the uh, price actually got down into the 820s. And so we essentially lost around $2.35 a bushel from the uh, high to the low, uh, and that was in about six weeks of, uh, of time. And so obviously we, we took this market and we saw a collapse. Now, it wasn't all trade tariffs, which has made it very tough. You know, anyone who's watched the markets knows that no one factor is going to do the things to a market that we've seen happen to our soybean market. We have to take into account that we have extremely good crop condition reports. Uh, the soybean crop is rated. Uh, it looks uh, to be, a you know, a pretty good-sized crop, not to mention we planted 89 million-plus acres of beans. And so, you know, you can't pinpoint everything on tariffs, but certainly – uh, the two dollar and thirty five cent drop, uh, you can you can attribute a pretty good chunk of that uh, to the tariff situation by most people's standards. You know, you talk about the differences from the high to the low, two dollars and thirty five cents in six weeks. Have we ever seen or experienced anything like this in the recent past? You know, we haven't seen this for a while, uh, but you have seen some collapses in the market before. Uh, you know, this is probably one of those moves that your your younger producers uh, maybe have an experience. You know, we've seen uh, where the market, uh, the old adage, the market, uh, you know, takes the steps on the way up and the escalator on the way down. But, uh, you know, essentially you haven't seen a $2 drop in a matter of just a few weeks. It doesn't happen often. And so it, it's been really hard for producers to, uh, to get a handle on that, not to mention the last three, four or five years, uh, this soybean market has had a lot of supply thrown at it, uh, to talk the marketing side of things a little bit. Uh, you know, and, and most producers have been skeptical of why bean prices have been so high. You know, we have seen beans fall at times and then turn around and rally a dollar. 
when no one was expecting it. So I think a lot of people are sitting around here uh, in the summer of 2018 hoping that they'll get that rally that they weren't expecting. But, you know, when you're looking at a, a trade war between the two uh, uh, countries like U.S. and China, uh, this is a completely different ballgame that uh, most people have never experienced. So what are your recommendations for uh, farmers, soybean farmers in particular, that are facing this tax on soybeans? And how can they uh, still remain profitable with those high tariffs? Right. That's a that's a great question. And one thing that we do, I just want to back up a little, this past winter, uh, whenever we were out talking to a lot of the channel growers, the meetings that we were able to go to, I talked to producers about having a marketing plan in place. Essentially, uh, go you know for 2019, we're already talking to producers about putting their marketing uh, plans together. We want to look at what our break-even prices are. We want to look at you know kind of our cost structure. We want to know cost of production, but given uh, the types of yields we're expecting, what kind of break-even prices are we looking at? And so. Uh, we had marketing plans in place. We did make recommendations, uh, you know, based upon what I'm doing on my farm. Uh, I will talk about this is this is uh, the sales levels that I'm at. The, the, these are the things that make sense to me. But what always makes the most sense for every producer, in my opinion, is that they know their farm and they should know their farm better than anyone else and when they can make money. And so how am I going to navigate trade tariffs is probably going to be a very similar answer how I navigate other situations in the market, whether it be weather. I need to know what, what my preferences are as far as how many bushels do I want to have sold going into harvest on a typical year. And let's just say that's, you know, a third of my crop. So if I want to get 33% of my crop sold before harvest, I need to know when I'm making money and when I'm not and to be proactive when I am above those break-even prices. And so this has been a very tough ball game this year. I know producers have been stressed about it, but if they didn't get to those sales levels before the tariffs helped precipitate a collapse in the market, essentially they need to be looking towards the, the end of the summer as, as we speak about this. What kind of yield am I looking at? You know, Am I going to have a better than uh, expected yield? And if I am, I'm plugging that into the profitability calculator that, that we have on the channel website. Uh, I plug these in, and the higher the yield is, of course, the lower my break-even. And so uh, here late in the summer, we do see a, a few producers, after we've seen the market rally back up and take a little bit back of what we lost, go ahead and look at making sales again. You've given so many great points about, first of all, have a marketing plan and sticking to it. But it's it's all about knowing the costs. And like you said, if your yields are up, at least that's a good thing. You're going to have a lower uh, profitability layer. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that one thing that we've gotten, uh, I guess, used to in the last several years, so I'm going to say around 2007, maybe 2014, 2013, 2014, we, we really had some great marketing opportunities. There were several years in there where essentially we could market at any time of that year, uh, marketing year, and we're going to make money, really good money. And, and so we got a little bit sloppy. I think we got away from uh, the business side you know, of marketing our crops. I know a lot of producers struggle uh, with marketing just as I do at times. I mean, I'm supposed to be an expert at it, but it's still a, a tough task. And the reason for that is that we get a little too emotional at times whenever it comes to this marketing situation. The way that we try to avoid that, though, is we do this on a black and white calculated approach. We want to look at it, you know, look at spreadsheets, pen and paper if you want. But I need to know, like you said, hey, 
when am I making money? When am I not making money? And if I've got this all put in place ahead of time and I've maybe put some orders in place based upon when I know I'm making money, that's a heck of a lot easier to do than to make those marketing decisions on the fly. Getting back to our tariffs, uh, we don't know how long they're going to last, but what if they go ahead and last for the long run? Do you think it will even out a little bit after a while? Or is there any kind of long-term benefits that the farmers might be able to have? First of all, I think, uh, you know, when our president came out and announced that there was going to be a program to try to help alleviate some of the challenges producers are seeing, uh, you know, with uh, part of his subsidy program, which could be up to $12 billion, yeah, I think that that was essentially a good reason for all of us to understand this could last for a while and that maybe the U.S. is uh, prepared for this to last long enough uh, that they can maybe accomplish some of their goals. You know, as far as the tariffs are concerned, though, it was very interesting uh, to note the day before, actually yesterday, the last day of the month uh, of July, we saw a little bit of talk that the Chinese would like to sit down and talk to the U.S. Just simply seeing that uh, precipitated a 28-cent rally in the soybean market. And so I think uh, we can all understand that this is a very touchy topic if this does get resolved, you're certain to see some sort of uh, appreciation in prices. But at the same time, you know, a few things that I would like to impress upon producers is that none of us knows for sure uh, what kind of programs the government is actually going to implement. And we don't want to bank on anything until we see uh, some sort of payment show up. If you uh, had producers ask, should I go ahead and market at $9 November soybeans if they're really going to give me a dollar a bushel. And I said, if you knew that they were going to give you a dollar a bushel, it would make it a whole lot easier to sell at $9. I understand that. But we, we can't uh, count our chickens too quickly. Uh, and so as far as tariffs go, how long could they last? I, I would love to think that we could get this resolved in the next few months. But uh, in my opinion, it's anyone's guess, and I don't think there's any way of knowing just how long this might last. Do you think that there's any outcome that could really make them more profitable through these tariffs? Yeah, I think that whenever we look at at the way this has all come about, it's a tough thing to comment on because I don't really have a good handle on exactly what what the outcomes might be. I do know that as far as the Chinese have been concerned, they've been purchasing a ton of soybeans off of us to date. We would like to see them continue to be our partner in that, but at the same time, uh, are we going to be able to be on a, on a level playing field on all trade? You know, and I think that's what the our, what our government is trying to get towards. If that is the case in the long run, is it going to increase soybean sales uh, to China? And I guess my my question to that is is going to be, I'm not sure that we're going to actually benefit uh, terribly uh, large as far as our our soybeans go, because I think that the overriding factor most years, uh, as I sit and look at this market, is, is going to be tied heavily to currency. So if uh, the Brazilians have cheaper beans uh, because the real has declined, the Chinese are going to buy beans off of Brazil. If, if this trade tariff goes away and our dollar weakens and our beans are cheaper on the world market, they're going to buy beans off of the U.S. And so, you know, I would like to say that I think there could be an enormous impact for U.S. agriculture, but at this stage of the game, I'm not sure that I would, uh, you know, I would want to step out and say that that would be the case definitively. Absolutely. And while these increased taxes on U.S. soybean exports are certainly challenging, Just appreciate you joining us today to help our channel soybean farmers navigate this new territory. And 
I know that we're going to have more updates on soybean tariffs in the upcoming months. Make sure that you join the conversation on Twitter by tagging your tweets with hashtag channel chat podcast. And thank you to Matt Bennett for joining us today. To hear more from Matt throughout the year, sign up for his weekly grain marketing emails on channel.com slash markets. We have a lot of exciting episodes with more channel folks in the coming months. You can learn more about this podcast at channelpodcasting.com and make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. Thank you, everyone.